Hi there. Welcome to Real Time, the podcast for realtors, and it's brought to you by the Canadian Real Estate Association, or CREA. So let's talk Realtor.ca, shall we? It's Canada's most popular and trusted real estate platform, developed and operated by CREA on behalf of its Realtor members. Realtor.ca keeps realtors, you, at the heart of the real estate transaction while providing the most comprehensive collection of listings to help guide property buyers, sellers, and renters. On this episode of Real Time, we look at the future of Canada's real estate landscape. Not only that, we're peering into what's coming in the world of tech. It's fast-paced and the stakes are high. Tying these two together, we asked, how can Realtor.ca secure its relevancy in this increasingly competitive space? Joining us today as we examine what kind of vision has gone into shifting Realtor.ca from a not-for-profit association-driven product to a wholly-owned for-profit subsidiary of CREA. What does it all mean? And how will it expand its potential for you, for realtors, and your clients? This is going to be a fascinating chat, so here we go. Let's start by introducing who's joining us, and first, we'd like to introduce, also from the West Coast, Jill O'Dell. Jill, welcome. Tell us about yourself. Hi, Erin. Thanks. Nice to be here. Uh, My name is Jill O'Dell, as you said, and I am the current chair of CREER, the Canadian Real Estate Association. I can also say that I am proud to be a realtor, and I have been for, I want to say, well over 30 years, actually, and I'm a second generation, too. Wow. Okay. Nice to have you here. And uh, we also have Patrick Pichette. And everybody knows Patrick, but go ahead, Patrick, make the introductions. Thanks, Aaron. Nice to be back. Patrick Pichette, Vice President, Realtor.ca. Consumer and Realtor Technology is one of our pillars at Korea. So I'm responsible for the roadmap of our various technology products. And I also have the privilege of leading a, a very talented and enthusiastic technology team. Excellent. And that includes Realtor.ca. And that gentleman sitting next to you, we all know Andrew. Andrew, go ahead. Hey, Aaron. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name's Andrew, uh, Andrew Jackson. I'm the head of business development for the Canadian Real Estate Association. It is great to be back. And it's nice to have you back, all three of you, Jill, Patrick, Andrew. Now, I know I go to Realtor.ca when I'm searching for real estate. And frankly, that's far too often for my husband's liking because I get the itch. Or even when I'm in the mood to browse. Honestly, you want to see what's going on in your neighborhood, what's happening with all the listings. But I'll be honest, okay, I've never really given much thought to its operations. So we're going to open the curtains here. And Jill, perhaps we can start there. What role does CREA's board of directors have when it comes to Realtor.ca? Sure. Thanks, Erin. Um, Well, our board of directors actually provides strategic oversight to the whole organization. Uh, We have a great board. We really care about what's best for realtors. And our strategic plan has three pillars, actually. And one of those is technology, which includes Realtor.ca. And what are the other two pillars? Uh, the actually the other two pillars are, are advocacy and also realtor reputation. Um, I can tell you that our strategic plan is supportive of innovative tools that as long as we're providing things um, to realtor.ca that helps realtors remain relevant with consumers, 
the decision to turn Realtor.ca into a for-profit subsidiary of Korea was a result of our strategic planning process in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, we want to make sure that we ensure Realtor.ca continues to bring value to both realtors, but also, of course, as well as the consumer and our clients. Yeah, and continuing to bring value to realtors and consumers. I can understand the underlying importance of this move. Now, Andrew, give us a little bit more of a look behind that curtain that I mentioned. How is Realtor.ca managed and funded? Uh, Absolutely. So uh, Realtor.ca for many years actually has been managed and operated within the Canadian Real Estate Association, which is a not-for-profit organization. Um, Realtor.ca is one of, if not the most valued member benefit enjoyed by Canadian realtors, uh, and it is primarily funded through their membership dues. Uh, However, there are also some revenue streams from services such as uh, DDF, which is a, stands for a data distribution facility. Uh, It's actually a mechanism by which uh, realtors can have their listings distributed onwards into uh, partners uh, that are connected to Realtor.ca. Okay. Well, it's clear that realtors are embedded in the platform's mission, and uh, you get that from its name, obviously. But Jill, as chair, how does it add value for realtors? Well, we make sure that it adds value for realtors. And I think that what what is really important is that what's good for clients and the consumer is what's good for realtors. So it's actually both. Um, it, it does provide other things. Um, there is a listing stats app that's related to that, that uh, our realtors can provide information and, and direct correspondence and statistics to the clients, which is amazing. Um, and then also, uh, of course, Realtor.ca helps realtors be top of mind with our customers. It's so important that um, we have that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patrick, what do you have to say about this? Just to build on what uh, Jill was saying, just to kind of paint a picture of the the relevancy of Realtor.ca in the marketplace, it has a 48% uh, market share, meaning for, 48% of all Canadians who use real estate sites um, and apps have Realtor.ca as one of their uh, destinations. And that's, that's a monthly percentage where there's some months where we've hit over 50%. And this rarely happens in any industry where you have a market leader that has that kind of uh, uh, market presence. Also, um, there are some major companies that have aligned their brands with Realtor.ca. Uh, I think my favorite example is probably Apple. Um, when they launched iOS um, 15, they included the Realtor.ca app as part of their promotion. And there we were next to Ted Lasso and uh, and Justin uh, Beaver. Uh, <laughs> there, there's many other uh, examples, uh, uh, TD is another one that comes to mind. So if you visit the TD Bank website and you look up the mortgage affordability calculator mm-hmm. and you use that tool, uh, you know, you put in your information and it spits out a an ideal range for you, right? Uh, as part of that result, it will show you um, listings that fall within your range from Realtor.ca. And to see the full listing, you have to click through to Realtor.ca, and that lead goes directly um, to our, our members. So uh, that kind of visibility, uh, you, you can't buy that. It, it's earned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just speaks to the strength of the, the Realtor brand, the Realtor.ca brand, and, and how much credibility uh, it has in the marketplace. Even my friend ChatGPT agrees. I've, I must have tried 20 or different kind of queries uh, about where to find real estate information, and every time 
Realtor.ca uh, is number one. I don't know if, if yes. you've all tried it or not, but it's <laughs> yeah. kind of scary actually how smart it's getting over time. Uh, but uh, yeah, so just to add again to what Jill was saying, uh, we're quite fortunate to have this powerhouse brand that's out in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, it's generating business opportunities for our members. Uh, every year we send over 5 million uh, leads back to realtors uh, in the form of email and, and phone leads. And this comes at, uh, you know, no cost above and beyond uh, membership dues. And this is something that's unique anywhere in the world that uh, the market leading platform, uh, uh, you know, is owned by realtors. It's ex- exclusive uh, for them and uh, they don't have to, uh, you know, they get to benefit from the leads without paying any additional fees. Wow. So then maybe, Andrew, you can address this. Why the shift to a for-profit structure? So the shift to a a for-profit structure is fundamentally um, about allowing us to grow revenues and to access new levels of funding. Um, Funding that's really needed for the business and needed to make uh, into different areas uh, for investment. So really, I I think of like four main areas. Uh, The first and foremost um, is the talent, right? The team that's required Mm -hmm. um, to to build this, right? So we're constantly needing to retain, but also attract new talent. Um, the roadmap, right, that, that, that Patrick speaks to, um, needing to deliver to that roadmap, but also to accelerate delivery to that roadmap. Um, also, you know, we just talked about chat GPT and, and there's lots of examples of emerging technology, right? Um, in the, in the 10 years here that Patrick has seen, I'm sure you've seen lots of emerging technologies, Patrick. Um, really, we need to make sure that we're, we're on top of that and that we're always, uh, leveraging, you know, what is what is appropriate for us um, to, to stay on top of there. And then last but not least is really about making sure that our visibility and our reach is is always there. Uh, so even if, you know, if you have a leading position, you, you can't take that for granted. You can't rest on your laurels. Now, uh, I will say that, you know, obviously not-for-profits have uh, strict limitations on things, right? You know, whether mm-hmm. that's things like the... the um, the revenue model um, or, or the types of revenues and even even the timing of revenue and when you can recognize it and when you can spend those revenues all come with constraints in a uh, not-for-profit uh, context. So really, you know, why we're creating this now is to create a, a for-profit subsidiary um, that, that really frees up some of those constraints so that CREA can better fulfill its mission. But, you know, we, we also like to think that it's actually a little bit more than that. Um, it's also about really building here a prop tech contender that is realtor owned and that is there to fight for a future that is friendly for our members. Mm-hmm. Patrick, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, I, absolutely. Uh, as Andrew mentioned, I've, I've been here for uh, 10 years now. So I'm, I'm really excited uh, about this uh, move, realtor.ca. Uh, is no longer just a website. It's evolved into a very comprehensive uh, platform, right? So uh, it has a, a web version that's accessible through desktop. It's got one through, um, uh, you know, for your mobile browser. It's got standalone apps for uh, Apple and Android. As Jill mentioned, there's a, a an app uh, that is, is exclusive for members. And by the way, if you're a realtor and you're listening to this podcast, if you don't have the version of the Realtor.ca app that's for agents and brokers, go to your app store 
do a search for Realtor.ca and look for the um, the version with the black R icon. The red one is, is the regular Realtor.ca site. Hopefully you've got that one on your phone as well. But um, grab the one that's for agents and brokers, and that will allow you to do a few really useful things. Um, first of all, it will allow you to see um, uh, your listing stats for Realtor.ca as well as uh, all your uh, DDF destinations. Uh, it also allows you to share some really slick reports with your clients. You can fire those off through text message or uh, email. You can manage your um uh, leads as well. So ha- have a look. Uh, but just to come back to uh, uh, the, the platform conversation, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, you know, Andrew mentioned DDF, which is part of the platform as well. Um, also, we've built a, a, a platform now where other solutions have in, in, integrated uh, into it. So for example, we've got about a dozen different uh, video and 3D um, virtual tour uh, applications integrate into Realtor.ca. There, there are three different um, Realtor rating tools uh, that also integrate Realtor.ca. So we've built this platform that makes it, um, you know, easy for tools that Realtors use on a day-to-day basis to uh, to integrate in- integrate with. So I think it's really important to highlight the fact that we've evolved from a website to uh, a platform. But Andrew's right. There's so much. Uh, capital and innovation coming into our industry. Uh, there's about 450 known uh, prop tech companies in Canada alone, about 5,000 across uh, North America. All this innovation is great news for realtors. It's great news for consumers. It means uh, better tools, more useful uh, uh, platforms. But it's also imperative that Realtor.ca still be relevant uh, in this ecosystem, and not just for the next few years, but the next few decades. It strikes me as you talk that it seems like a a gathering place, sort of one-stop shopping, if you will, for realtors and consumers alike who can find what they need without having to look at all of these different prop techs and everything that are out there right now. And honestly, I find it mind-boggling, but just to be able to go someplace where it's all been verified and the best have been chosen for people to use. So am I reading this right, Jill? As a realtor and the chair of CREA, are you excited about this place as sort of that one-stop shopping, if you will? Uh, absolutely. It's an amazing It's an amazing site. Um, I think that we're competitive. There's, there's so much um, innovation in the tech space right now. And we want to make sure that we continue to be in this race. Um, I would say that we're not only fortunate, really, but uh, there's been a lot of hard work that's come up to where we're at today. And and I have to give Korea's staff, Patrick, a, a good thing it's a podcast or you'd be blushing maybe, but they're amazing, <laughs> honestly, to keep us at the level that we're at now. But but Andrew said it very well is, you know, don't rest on your laurels. Uh, the fact is, is um, uh, we're not lucky. Uh, we worked hard to get here, but we want to make sure that um, our site continues to have the mission of ensuring that realtors remain at the heart of the real estate transaction. So it, it is important. Um, and we absolutely have to make sure that we stay in this race. Yeah. By looking down the road and seeing what the future holds as much as that's possible. So, Andrew, what will be important for Realtor.ca to get right as it shifts to this new structure? 
Well, and of course, with Patrick and Jill here, I think that there's there's lots of um, assurance, you know, to make sure that we are going to get things right. But I would reflect on um, really the following things, and they're actually things that helped, I think, lead us to this current um, position of, of market leadership. Um, really four different things. I, in my mind, the first, again, is team. Um, so Patrick and I both have a background in technology companies, and we believe in the importance of getting the right talent into the right positions at the right time. And that um, has been the philosophy and will need to continue to be the philosophy, and in fact, even more so as we as we look to grow the team and add in you know, new d- dimensions of um, capabilities um, for the next journey. Uh, the second is is really about resourcing and access to resources. So it's really critical that the new Realtor.ca, you know, have access to funding and funding models that it's going to allow it to really accelerate um, things like the roadmap or or other investments. Um, one of the things that's obviously critical uh, is oversight and governance, right? And a governance that continues to be supportive of the vision. Um, and that that involves uh, experienced individuals uh, who have experience in a growth journey similar to this one, for example, and of course, free of conflict. Um, and then the last one, which we keep coming back to, but I think it's really critical here, is, is alignment. It's really critical that Realtor.ca maintain its alignment to its core mission, which you've heard from Jill and from Patrick, uh, which is to keep realtors at the heart of the real estate transaction. We'll be back with Andrew, Patrick, and Jill in just a moment. And it includes some outstanding news on what's going to be getting a test rollout at Realtor.ca in the months to come. It is so exciting. When you've got some time, why not check out Crea Cafe on Realtor.ca? It's a great place to peruse everything from stories about interest rates and their effects on your life and work to some fascinating pieces like five questions your client should ask a condo board before buying, how CREA web forms can help your business, and even some of the most unusual bylaws in Canada that you should know about, from the length of the grass to whether your client needs to check out the rules before owning a parrot. It's all there. Spend some time with us at CREA Cafe right there at realtor.ca. And now, back to this Realtor.ca-focused episode of Real Time with our guests Andrew Jackson, CREA's Head of Business Development, Jill O'Dell, Chair of CREA, plus the VP of Realtor.ca, Patrick Pichette. Patrick, you talked about being number one in market share. Uh, I'm going to open the curtains a little bit more here. <laughs> if you would, though, if can you share your Realtor.ca secret sauce, so to speak. And please tell me it's keto. No, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) What is your secret sauce? Well, uh, you know, we we, uh, wanted to validate this uh, recently. So we did some comprehensive consumer research, which we do on an annual basis. But this year, we wanted to have a a laser focus on why has the public rewarded Realtor.ca with the the top position. And if we look into uh, what the research is telling us, uh, the consumer has chosen Realtor.ca as their preferred platform for three key um, reasons. So the, the first attribute uh, would be trust. So um, trust that's been earned uh, throughout the years by providing a, uh, a full, accurate, uh, current view of the, the market, uh, quality of the information, and also uh, consistency of the user experience. You could be looking at any listing 
anywhere in the country. And the experience is, is fairly consistent across the board, which is something that um, users really value. Also, um, as I mentioned earlier, Realtor.ca is accessible regardless of what device you use. And, and there, there are very few real estate brands that actually provide that level of uh, connectivity. Uh, the second uh, attribute would be uh, transparency. So along those same lines, uh, Canadians appreciate the transparency of the information that they get from Realtor.ca. So there, there's, um, you know, no account needed. Uh, although you can set up an account to, you know, save your, your preferences and, and set up your, your notifications, but you don't have to set up an account to simply see the, the listing information. Also, where possible, we've been adding uh, more information uh, like sold price history and uh, in certain places we now have uh, the status of a listing. So for example, uh, if a listing is conditionally sold, there will be a, a label on the listing that will indicate that. So that kind of information uh, is is very, very, uh, you know, uh, appreciated and it's expected by uh, consumers. And uh, the third quality is the fact that Realtor.ca is unbiased. It represents uh, all realtors across the country and their listings and consumers recognize the value of having that one single source where they can see the entire inventory. So definitely having all the listings is a strong part of the value proposition. Um, but what has driven the growth, like I mentioned earlier, from 25 to 48% market share, uh, that kind of growth over the last five years, uh, what's driven that growth has been the focus on trust, uh, transparency, and remaining unbiased. And I think that, Jill, you can speak to this, just how important, no matter what the market or even the economy is doing at any given time, just how important it is, that mutual trust. You must experience this every day as a realtor. Well said. Mutual trust is uh, really important with our clients because that's the foundation of our business. We want to do what's best for our clients uh, and help them through the whole process. And so what this is, is just building on that. Thank you, Jill. And things are good. And you've captured people's attention. You're the market leader, as we've been hearing you say. So tell me this. Why is this the time to make this shift? Andrew? Well, actually, I think you've just laid out the reasons to make the shift, right? It's precisely for those reasons. It's much better to lean into this sort of a change when, you know, from a position of strength and leadership. Um, we know, look at, we know we've done really well, uh, competing in the, the so-called portal wars, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> but the battlefields ahead are different and we need to be able to maintain our success into that next chapter and for years to come for realtors. So we cannot, again, we can't rest on our laurels and, and assume that the success that we've had, you know, from this past decade just automatically secures that future. Um, so I love that, you know, Patrick has shared all of the sort of the, the wonderful insights that we've um, gained uh, over why consumers and how consumers have rewarded us uh, with that position. Um, we are very data driven and we're always looking for the story beneath the story, really. Um, so, you know, as such, like we, we know which consumer segments uh, in which we are historically strong, mm-hmm. uh, but we also know which ones we're not. Uh, we know where we have achieved what, let's call it, consumer preference. Um, but we also know where we have yet to achieve consumer loyalty. Um, so these are the sorts of things that really, 
um, drive us, um, you know, and drive the team to kind of say, we believe that now is the time to take that next step uh, and not get complacent. Yeah, the ditches are full of the remnants of companies or organizations that thought they had it and were able to kind of sit back and put their feet up. Uh, How about some of those companies that got obsolete? Do you and Patrick have any insights so that we can kind of look at those and go, yeah, not us? I feel like we could play bingo with them. At this point. Yeah, let's start. Oh, go. AOL, Netscape. Yeah, yeah. We have a MySpace. <laughs> but but you're, you're right, Aaron. The history the history is filled with companies uh, who had a comfortable lead, uh, became complacent, and then lost market share or disappeared altogether. Uh, you know, one that's top of mind for me is uh, I grew up in Hamilton and a company nearby, BlackBerry, uh, RIM, um, you know, yeah had such a lead and then uh, had Apple kind of reinvent that whole space, right? So uh, yet to Andrew's point, never never take your lead for granted. Like you, you have to pay attention to the data. You have to pay attention to early signals and you have to get ahead of it because once you lose that lead, you never get it back. Yeah. Just to build on that. I mean, the, the other reason for that is in the technology industry, it's constantly um, reinventing, right? And And lines are being cast in new areas and new ways. So like I said, you know, the portal wars, portals were a category, right, for the past 10 years or so. And, um, but will that remain, right? Where will the lines be drawn now? And we've seen, we've seen that happen time and time again, where in fact, you know, there could be a a whole category of independent um, vendors, right, that all of a sudden, you know, the next year, it's completely erased, because Mm -hmm. one of the major platforms has added some new capability into its system. And so that independent category no longer exists. So we know that that the technology industry, prop tech included, is constantly reinventing. And we know that a victory, you know, in, in one lane does not mean a victory in the next. And so that's what we're building here is making sure that this is a strong and vibrant and nimble technology company that can sustain through those those transitions. To carry on with that metaphor, the intersection of opportunity and preparedness is where success is met. And Jill, I think you can speak to this and the readiness of leadership to do this thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, our leadership and our board is ready. Uh, it's been talked about for so many years, um, moving in this direction. There's actually, there's many other boards and associations across the country that also now own for-profits and have done similar things. Uh, our clients are looking at other sources for information. Information is needed now. They want the information. And there's lots of innovation in this space. Um, this is great for our industry, but we need to make sure that we're continually the trusted source and the one that consumers want to go to to get their information and their data. Yeah, as much as computers like, you know, and chat GPT is, you know, really entering the conversation, it's that human connection, that human trust that you have built up for, as you say, your three decades as a realtor now, and of course, as chair of Korea. And that human touch will never be replaced. But Andrew, I do have a question for you. Yes. Are we going to expect to see banner ads everywhere? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, really. No. Yeah, right? It, 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 thankfully, the ni- it, you know, it's not 1995. Um, so, so first of all, I mean, I, you know, the serious answer to that question is why would we begin to do things that go completely against what led us to this point of success, right? We just wouldn't right. do that. 
Um, we don't need to. It doesn't make sense. Um, with the market share numbers that Patrick just shared, we have a core audience that is highly engaged, and that's something that these other sites uh, may not necessarily have. So our job is not to replicate uh, the models of those sites. It's really to find new ways to bring value to our existing core audiences, and that's both realtors and consumers. And that could be either from value that Realtor.ca delivers or via a selection of, of brands or providers that we choose to facilitate access to. Um, I'd like to give you an example if that would be helpful. Sure. Okay, cool. So, so for example, one of the popular areas on Realtor.ca actually um, is a blog, uh, a blog that we call Living Room, and it's got lots of great um, lifestyle content. And this is an area very popular with consumers. And, of course, when you think about it, it would be a very natural area uh, for us to explore promotional partnership opportunities for with, for example, other, you know, lifestyle brands, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe another example as well is that we're frequently approached by prop tech companies looking to, uh, to offer innovative products and solutions to realtors. And many of them, you know, are, are uh, f- uh, really make sense to do that with. And so it would make sense that we would have a program or a marketplace, you know, that would allow us to vet those and, and really work with those vendors to refine offerings that make sense for our market uh, and, and facilitate their exposure. You know, this is actually the kind of thing I'm thinking, Patrick, we've done this on an ad hoc basis, you know, in the past successfully with, with companies like um, – like Matterport, right, or um, or even Real Satisfied, and I know that we're currently um, working on some things with open offers that would fall into this category as well. So those are some examples of you know everything but banner ads, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it sounds so organic, especially when you use the example of living room, which is just a comfortable, cozy place to go and to feel like you're learning stuff and getting other opinions and all in one place. So good. If you can do that, more power to you. I think it's a great idea. Now, Patrick, you talked about consumer data. What else do you see trending when it comes to real estate transactions in Canada? Like what tools and technologies or innovations are we expecting to engage with in the future? Going to do some crystal ball gazing here, my friend, to enhance the buying, selling, and listing experience. Yeah, I, I love this question, Aaron. Uh, two, two things come to mind. First of all, I'm very uh, bullish on uh, virtual and uh, augmented reality and the impact that these technologies will have on our industry. Um, it's still the early days. We're just scratching the surface right now when it comes to uh, leveraging this tech to, uh, you know, remotely visit a property, uh, get a feel for the neighborhood. Um, just imagine walking into a house and using your, your phone or your tablet, uh, using that screen to start moving furniture around or knocking down a wall, right? So uh, I, I think these technologies uh, will become a common way to interact with listings. The second uh, big trend, um, information is going to continue to become uh, more and more accessible, more, more transparent. Um, you know, consumers always get what they want. They are undefeated in the history of business. And you know what? That's okay because what consumers value most from a realtor is not information. Um, what they're looking for is a trusted advisor. Um, right. Earlier on, we talked about uh, you know transparency I- initiatives. 
Um, but something new that will be coming to Realtor.ca in in um, in the next few weeks, something very exciting, um, will be the ability to see offers tracked in real time on Realtor.ca. We announced a partnership with a company called uh, Open Offers last May, uh, open with two ends. And uh, now they're in the final steps of their uh, due diligence work, and um, they've onboarded several brokerages uh, who will participate in a pilot in Ontario and, and British Columbia. We're uh, looking to address the perceived lack of uh, transparency in the sales process that many consumers, governments, and realtors have been vocal about. And we want to do this in a way that will continue to keep realtors at the heart of the transaction. Okay. I'm catching my breath here as somebody who likes to look at real estate and properties around me and also find out what houses have done in areas that I've moved from just because I like to look at those numbers and think, oh, what if I'd held on to it? So tell me what this means. What does this mean to me as a consumer? Can you give us a little bit more insight into this? I think it's fascinating. Aaron, I'm just going to jump in. It's Andrew. Um, because you know what, that you're just self-described that that's actually one of, we, we, there's actually a large cohort of people that are just like you, right? Oh, yay. And, and you know, um, so we know that there's not everybody who goes onto realtor.ca is actually imminently buying or selling a property. There's actually a whole cohort that go on there routinely just to see how they're doing, right? Right. Or, or right. to see, to see where they stand or to, just to make themselves, you know, feel confident about where they stand. So, um, yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd yeah, interject. No, yeah, no, it's all good. I think we good. could do a whole podcast just on um, um, this whole offer process and how uh, it's coming to Realtor.ca. But maybe I can address one of the uh, key concerns that comes up when we, when we mention this. The yeah. question that we'll get is, well, why are you launching uh, an eBay kind of auctioning uh, service, right? And this is not oh. this is not at all the plan. Uh this doesn't replace the current offer and acceptance method of uh, buying and selling real estate. It just automates uh, the existing process. So uh, the beauty of the uh, open platform and its integration with Realtor.ca is that um, there's still going to need to be a realtor on both sides of the transaction. The, the open platform provides buyers uh, with the opportunity to see how much competition exists and where their offer stands in the negotiation process. And on the flip side, for sellers, it builds confidence that they are getting the most that they can from current market conditions. Well, I'm super excited about it and cannot wait. And as someone who lives in BC, as you do, Jill, as well, as a realtor, how do you see these things, these opportunities, translating into your future day-to-day? Well, you know, excellent the way you put that is opportunities. But I think that um, it's crucial that we remember that we need and want to provide amazing data to our customers, to our clients. Um, but that starts with the realtor. Uh, I know I am a realtor. I know how hard it is and how much work that goes into providing the information that goes into those listings that end up on realtor.ca. Um, so realtor.ca, in essence, it ends up becoming a connection really for us between us and our clients um, through the leads that come through realtor.ca through us as realtors providing the data and the data being uh, in in the site it enables us to continue to provide that complete data 
to to the customer or our clients as well. And uh, I have to say, it's it's crucial that we keep providing the best tools to support our clients in their journey, which is a long journey. It can be through uh, both the buying and the selling of real estate. Um, and it's amazing that, of course, Realtor.ca is owned by Realtors. Let's end with a little out-of-the-box thinking now, shall we? It's 2033, 10 years from now. They're still talking about the slap at the Oscars. And and you're <laughs> on Realtor.ca. So tell us, what do you see? All right, and we're going to start out with Andrew. Um, first of all, I'm still trying to get over 2033 as a concept, Aaron. Uh, right? That's, those numbers <laughs> don't even make sense in my brain right now. Um, but I can think about it in terms of, of decades, right? And, and like we've said, like the past 10 years felt like there was the great portal wars, right? Um, and I think that the next 10 years are going to look very different. Uh, And I think that the position that we've gained, right, is phenomenal, but we have to be mindful of, you know, what we'll have to do in order to maintain the equivalent position moving forward. Because the the lines perhaps are being drawn differently now. So, for example, um, there's a lot more verticalization happening, meaning that, um, you know, banks, for example, are building or acquiring brokerages. the solution stacks are deepening as everybody is trying to be that one-stop shop. And and, the, and so the real estate consumer never has to, to leave their site. And so it's kind of like, whereas, you know, in the past decade and beyond, real estate portals were a standalone market. Um, it feels like that's less likely to be now. So our plan here, though, is to, is to create a strong and, and, and really well-supported and, and nimble technology company um, that can be around and help uh, help re- realtors prepare for that next chapter of the journey. What about you, Jill? What are your thoughts on this heading to 2033? And keep in mind, we're already almost at the quarter point of this century, which is enough to blow your mind. But let's look at the third point at 2033. What do you think, Jill? Well, I guess time flies. 2033 sounds so far far away from now. But when I think about 10 years ago, I used to have to go drive to rent a movie. Um, But ultimately, (laughs) I think that uh, what we want to make sure is that Realtors.ca stays the leading platform that it is today um, and making sure that Realtors can continue to do what they love and continue to do their job in serving customers, um, helping them buy and sell real estate. And ultimately, that means keeping Realtors top of mind with all Canadians. Um, having said that, that makes Realtor.ca our best tool to continue to defend that position. Absolutely. And Patrick, your thoughts on where we're headed for the future? Yeah, I, I agree with everything that uh, Andrew and uh, Jill said, but I'll go in a bit of a different direction. I, I think uh, 2033, when you're on Realtor.ca, uh, first of all, it'll be a much more personal one-to-one experience. So you know, whether you're a young urbanite, look, you know, like my son who's in Montreal right now looking for his first uh, apartment or, you know, you're somebody looking to, to downsize regardless of who you are, uh, you will feel like Realtor.ca understands your needs. The other thing is it's going to be a much more immersive experience, right? So earlier I uh, talked a bit about augmented and virtual reality and that kind of technology. But the other thing, I'm pretty confident when I'm on the site, uh, or on the apps, anywhere on the platform in 10 years from now, I'm still going to see a lot of realtors. Uh, 
you know, technology tools are going to come and go, and it's hard to forecast exactly what kind of, you know, bells and whistles will be on the platform, but I'm pretty confident that they'll still be uh, uh, realtors because Canadians will continue to need that trusted advisor regardless of uh, how technology is going to come support, uh, you know, that journey. Um, there's still going to be a role for a trusted advisor. Thank you all for your time today and uh, continued success as you look to the future, holding on to your integrity and what you've already built and just making sure that everybody gets the best experience from Realtor.ca. We're grateful for the illumination today. Thank you so much, Jill, Patrick, Andrew. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. It was great. Thanks. Our guests today have been CREA Chair Jill O'Dell, VP of Realtor.ca Patrick Pichette, and Andrew Jackson, CREA's Head of Business Development. I'm Erin Davis, and it has been my pleasure once again to host Real Time, a production of Alphabet Creative with Rob Whitehead and Real Family on the tech side. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon on Real Time. <laughs>